welcome back to the Big Red Zone. We are very excited for today's show. Remember, new episodes come out every Thursday. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the like button on this video as well as on our other videos. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, at Big Red Zone. And as always, tell a friend. This week, we have a very special guest. A-May is here. We'll talk to him what he's been up to. Um, so he's hitting the links down in Florida now. Uh, also, it's Christmas episode, so we'll do some Christmas things towards the end, and we'll talk about the absolute brutal loss that the Patriots had. All that and more on this week's episode of the Big Red Zone. Welcome to the podcast. This is the Big Red Zone. I'm your host, Big Red. As always, I'm joined by Danny Football. Big Red. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Second night of Hanukkah, right? Shalom. Yeah. All happy everything. But Merry Christmas. This is coming out a couple days before Christmas, so uh, it's definitely our Christmas episode. We are it, uh, you know, in the appropriate attire. Danny Football's world famous hat, Santa hat. With the hat, and then we busted out the, uh, the old Christmas blazer. We're looking good. Oh, oh my goodness! We should we should do the blazers for uh, the New Year's episode next week. That would be something. I think I think we need you know black tie affair for next week's <laughs> uh, for next week's uh, Saint um, Saint Patrick's Day, New Year's Eve episode. Um, but I, I'm I'm rocking the llama sweater going on right now. This is going to be on at Christmas. Uh, but we also have a very special guest today. A pro golfer, Amy, is back in the building. What's going on, Amy? What's up? What's up? What's going on? Greetings down from Florida. It's wonderful to hear your voice. That we talked. I talked the uh, earlier today, and I, I do. I generally miss you. Moved moved down there a couple months ago. Um, but how's everything going down there? Ah, so far so good. You know. Just working, getting that grind, playing a lot of golf and practicing and training. And uh, that's pretty much it. Just hanging in the yeah. beautiful weather. When are you going to be in the uh, the Masters? Um, I, I got to give them a few more years to practice, you know. All right, all right. They, they, they have to, all the people who play in that aren't as good as me. So, you know. Give them a chance. Give them a chance. Yeah, Wait I for- got to give them a chance. You know, Maybe when Charlie yeah. Woods plays all play. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I think my money's on you, though. <laughs> um, but it's, it's great to have you back. Um, it's been uh, – I, I was saying, if you moved down there uh, – I left been? October 10th is when I left. Yeah, and you left – he was playing men's league up until he left uh, for the Thursday night league. We yep. lost in the semifinals. Oh, damn. Tough loss. Tough, Tough loss, loss. And lost in overtime too. Close, close match, close match. Probably would have won um, if you had me, but it's no big yeah, deal. Definitely missed the veteran uh, presence of Andrew Bay. <laughs> so uh, before we get started, uh, some special news. This may be some breaking news today, football too. Um, the Big Red Zone, in honor of their final season, we are sponsoring an event. Oh, okay. Uh, on. December, I mean, January 1st at noon sharp, the Monument Beach Polo Club is hosting their New Year's Eve Polar Plunge. Big Red has been part of that for many years now. Nice. Uh, last year, they raised over $41,000 for the Bourne Food Pantry, so it's a great cause. Uh, we are, Big Red Zone is one of the sponsors. Um, if you are interested in it, 
doing the Polar Plunge. It's on January 1st at noon sharp. Uh, you can sign up. Uh, you can visit the mbpcpolarplunge.org to complete the form, or you can, um, if you're interested, just hit us in the DMs and we can give you the, the link and the sheet to fill out. Uh, it's a great cause for the food pantry, and uh, Big Red Zone is doing their part. Look at that, going out big. Going out big. People are going to know. People are going to hear the good word. Uh, and if you want to meet, join Big Red uh, in the uh, water, come on down January 1st. Born by uh, Monument Beach and Born Mass. So it's a good cause. It's always fun. Um, but without further ado on that positive note, because it's not going to be a lot of positive notes no. in this, in this set first segment, but let's get into the first segment, Weekend Recap. It's the Weekend Recap. Weekend recap, we break down three games from the past week, uh, usually one being, unfortunately, being the Patriots game. Uh, up first, we're going to go with the second most embarrassing loss of the, of the week. We're going to go with Indy versus the Vikings. Indy had a 33-point lead at halftime, and they lost in overtime. I thought that was going to be the worst loss of the week, but obviously, if you're a Patriots fan, you know which one won that award. Uh, but they lose 39-36. Only scored three points in the second half. Um, Dave Football, your general reaction to this utter collapse from the yeah, Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I was getting um, – I didn't watch the game, but I was getting alerts as the game was going on. I saw it was 33 to nothing at half, and I, I could see Twitter was ablaze with calling the Vikings frauds. Rightfully so at that point. I mean, you're losing 33 to zip against Matt Ryan and the Indianapolis Colts, who haven't exactly been setting the world on fire, especially with Jeff Saturday on the sideline. But – uh, apparently ever so slightly the Vikings were able to get their way back into this game. And then the next thing I know, I'm getting an ESPN alert that says the game's going overtime. I'm like, there's no, there's absolutely no way. How do you blow a 33 to nothing lead with just a half left? But the Colts found a way, uh, the Vikings end up taking it in overtime. Are they the strongest, you know, one seed in the NFC I've ever seen? Absolutely not. But Hey, they got the job done. You, you got to win the football games that are in front of you and they won this one. Um, but does that instill a lot of confidence in me? Absolutely not, but good on the Vikings for not quitting on this game. And yeah, for the Colts, I mean, we've all seen it. This is the second worst. This is the worst loss comeback loss in NFL regular season history. And Matt Ryan has been a part of that and the worst postseason loss in history. So Matt Ryan making all sorts of history this, this, uh, this past weekend. Before, but, but I'm thinking of it because you just sparked something. I mean, do you think this tar- a couple weeks ago we said Matt Ryan's a Hall of Fame? Does this tarnish his legacy no, being a part a, of the two? It's a loss? team. It's a team sport. You can't put, you can't put 28 to three on him solely, and you can't put 33 to zero on him solely. I mean, does he shoulder some of the blame? Absolutely, but again, he's not out. He's not out there giving up points. Uh, my my general reaction from this because I I mean I had a lot of. Uh, I had a lot of uh, stake in the game there, Danny Football. I had a lot of fantasy football players going at that time, playing against a lot of fantasy football players. I have Dalvin Cook in a bunch of leagues, Justin Jefferson in the league, playing against Kirk Cousins, has Hawkinson in a couple leagues. So this is a big game for me. And like you said, I turned on the – turn on. I had Jonathan Taylor too. I tur- look at my phone at work, first notification in the second quarter. They're, uh, they're down 32-3. to Jonathan Taylor's out. I mean – there's a fumble from um, Dalvin Cook. 
Justin Jefferson really isn't doing anything. Kirk Cousins has a pick and a fumble, which was good for me. And then all of a sudden they turn it on. And um, like I said, I have it in the notes. Uh, I don't want to really get in a shootout with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, This team is, this team, I I think is a legit threat. And I know people are not that high on the Vikings, but I'll tell you, I'm staying true to what I said. The defense, yeah, it kind of lacks, but that offense is just so high powered. I honestly don't really want to play them if they get going. Um, Aime, general reactions to this game um, from Sunday. You know, I was I was in a bar watching the game, and you know, same thing. The whole bar was sitting there making fun of making fun of the Vikings the whole first half, and then all of a sudden they slowly started coming back. And you know, when they started coming back, it was after we all had a few drinks, so we're all getting a little rowdy. Next thing you know, as they go into overtime, we're all screaming and hoping that they're going to win and eventually ended up winning. It was nuts. Um, Justin Jefferson is like, it's insane how much they utilize him. And uh, he's pretty much, I feel like that whole, that team's whole offense right now. It's unbelievable how good he is. Is he the best wide receiver in the game? I, I uh. I say yes. That's my opinion. But does anyone – what do you guys think? No, I, I think it's hard to say he's not. Hey, skill-wise, I mean, he's, I'd say he's top two. I mean, between him and I'd say I'd say Devontae Adams is probably one of the more skilled ones. But it's I think it's between them two. Yeah. He just gets such great separation all the time. It's un, It's unbelievable. His release is really good, and I mean, he has every record for a young wide receiver in the books. Like it's, it's crazy how good he is. And I think one thing I like of what you said is, the Vikings do a great job putting him in positions to be successful, and that is a lot to do with it too. He's also insanely good. I mean, twelve catches for 123 yards and a touchdown. You'd be surprised as KJ Osborne had him beat him in yards. KJ Osborne had 10 catches for 157 yards. Uh, but I, like I said, this is going to, if this team makes a push in this uh, off season, it's going to be solely because of their offense. Their, their defense really isn't that great. Uh, it's okay, but their offense is what's going to get them over the hump. And I feel like it's every single week too, going back to Justin Jefferson, every single week, it's like 10 for 160 you know, 11 for 150. It's, I feel like it's every single week. It's the same. Even touchdowns, touchdowns. He gets all, he gets touchdowns too. It's like, he just does so much offensively. It's nuts. Well, he went through a drought in the, in the beginning of the season of touchdowns and then something just clicked and he started like halfway through the year after the bye week, he's had a touchdown in every single game except for two. And that was against, uh, was that against Dallas? And last week against Detroit, ironically enough. But in those two games, I mean, he, I mean, in Detroit, he had over 200 yards. He's had over 100 yards almost every single game this season. Um, one, two, three, four, five times he's been under 100 yards in 14 games. In one of those games, he was at 98. So it's like he, he's just unbelievable. He, he's definitely, I think, the best receiver in the game. He's young. He's just going to keep getting better. Um, and it, I really wish he was a guy that I was kind of hoping the Patriots would target in the draft. And I really wish they did now after seeing what he's become. 
Um, let's move on to the second game. Uh, this was uh, Andy Terrio, last week's guest. Amy, you got a little bit of a uh, little bit of shoes to fill after that big this big call. Um, but he picked the Jags over the Cowboys. Ooh. And the Jags come back to win that one. Uh, that was that was a pretty impressive win. You know, the Cowboys, everyone's been hyping up over the past few weeks. They won in overtime. Sorry, they won in uh, – Jaguars won in overtime, 40-34. Um, I mean, the big story everyone's going to talk about is Trevor Lawrence, four touchdowns and 318 yards. He did throw a pick, but 318 yards and four touchdowns, nothing to sneeze at. Uh, Travis Etienne had over 100 yards rushing. And Zay Jones had over 100 yards receiving with three of the four touchdowns from Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Danny Football, um, any what are your thoughts? For, we'll start with the Jags because uh, you said something they're starting to build. I think when, before we got on the air, you said you, they're starting to build something special in Jacksonville. Uh, just talk to me about that first before we get to the Cowboys. Yeah, so, I mean, you look at the Jaguars. They're 6-8. and eight. They're only a game back of the lead of, in the AFC South. You know, Titans are seven and seven. Um, are the Jaguars a great a great team? Absolutely not. But at the same time, you know, you look at that NFC South with the Buccaneers, Panthers, you know, Saints. It seems like everyone has a shot at winning that division. The same could be said for that for the uh, AFC South. So I'm looking at these Jaguars that are six and eight, and you know, bad loss to Detroit. 40 to 14. They beat they beat Tennessee last week. Beat the Cowboys this week in overtime. Show some guts. They beat the Ravens by a point. Beat the Raiders. Bad loss to the Colts. Bad loss to the Texans. Played the Eagles pretty close. Beat the Chargers. Beat the Colts. Beat the, you know. It's hard to look at this team and say they're going to go far, but I mean, they're putting it together now, and that's all that really matters. I mean, we say it all the time. It's about winning at hot. And if this is now the time where they're going to get hot, if they can steal this division, they're in the playoffs. So, again, I'm not going to get too high on them, but I can definitely see some things changing in Jacksonville. Yeah, I think they, they built, especially over the last year or two, they built a nice young core of players to build around. Uh, first of all, as much as people want to hate on them, I think they, they hit on their first-round pick last year and their quarterback. They got their quarterback. Hard to mess up when you have the number one pick, but still, people have done it. Trevor Lawrence is a hit. Um, Travis Etienne, obviously, great young running back to build around for the uh, for Trevor Lawrence. And then they they put together. I've been saying they put together a nice little receiving core of Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne can obviously catch the ball a little bit, and then they got some of these complimentary guys like Zay Jones who can go off, Marvin Jones Jr. who can go off. Uh, they they got they got some nice weapons on the offensive side to help Trevor Lawrence out. I mean, Trevor Lawrence wasn't that great last year, but I I look at Trevor Lawrence last year and say, who did he have the throw to? He didn't have is like his number one targets. He didn't have Ingram, Kirk. I can't remember if Zay Jones was there last year, but I I think he was the only one that was still there. So I think Marvin Jones was hurt for a lot of the year. So I think. They finally kind of started building around Trevor Lawrence, and they've shown a little bit more success. And I think you're right. I think they can sneak into the playoffs. I, the Tennessee Titans aren't setting the world on fire. No, they got to hand it to Derrick Henry about a hundred times for them to have a chance. And even then, it's like, what are they going to do if they get down quick? So, I think 
I think you're right. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars, if they continue to build, I don't think they're going to make any noise this year. They may make the playoffs, but they're not like, I think making the playoffs would be a big step for them as a program and then look to build on that as well after. So I think you're right. I think they're, I think they, I think the division is well in hand for them because it's just like a kind of a so-so division. Um, Amy, give me your thoughts on the Cowboys. The Cowboys are kind of at the opposite end of the spectrum. They're 10 and four towards the top of the leaderboard in the other uh, conference in the NFC. Uh, but they have this thing where they get hot, they win a bunch of games, and then they falter at the end of the season. Do you think it's more of the same this year? Yeah, I feel like they do it every year. It's, it's, they get offensively, they're so good for a while. This year, they were defensively really good. Um, for the most part, but it's like just they kind of like like Zeke's, you know, Zeke took a, took a huge step back. I mean, um, CD Lamb's pretty good um, for the most part, but he drew. I mean, I think that that last interception was it hit him in the shoulder pad, right? And then they intercepted to turn it back, right? It might right, um, and then um, mm-hmm. they just kind of. They're a good team, but just I feel like they just they every year they just fall off at the end. But you know, the Jags they're just they're one good draft away from being very very good. Like you said, they're all young guys, they're just gonna grow and get better. They're gonna be the next couple of years gonna be really good for them. And they got Doug Peterson, who I like as a head coach. They, I think, exa- they, exactly. They got rid of that moron in Jacksonville that didn't even know who half his players, and then they got. They Urban brought Meyer. in a good head coach. Yeah. Did you hear that? Did you do you remember that story? He like didn't know someone on his team like halfway through the year. He said, "Who's that?" Jeez, holy shit! And then he <laughs> he said that he said that about like some of the someone he was playing. He's like, "Who's who's number like 11? And like That's... not to the not to the like this degree, but this is like not this specific player. But it was like who's 11? You know, like that's Julio Jones. Oh, He's like, God, oh, jeez. It's like he was like a, he was a dumb. He was dumb. It was like he was terrible. He was too busy partying up in clubs. Um, Danny football. Do you think? Do you agree with Amy? Do you think it's more of the same? Do you think it's Cowboys are just gonna kind of fall? They'll make the playoffs, obviously, but do you think they're just gonna kind of fall off, or could this really be the year? The and Cowboys, what do they have to do to make this the are year? The Cowboys guaranteed a playoff spot right now. I mean, they're ten and four, um, which is. Um, so they're they're not going to probably be the win the division, but they they definitely won't win the division. But they yeah, have the yeah, best record of the yeah, wild card. They'll get into the playoffs. Um, yeah, they're not going to go deep. I mean, this is a. I, I mean, I put them in almost the same category as the Vikings, where if they have a good week, they have a good week. But they're all obviously a flawed team. Um, I mean, I wouldn't put much faith in them. They're a good team. They're a good football team, but they're not a championship football team. I'd say that much. What do you think they have to do? Do you think there's anything they can do to put, give themselves a chance and win and win a uh, like I make mean, a deep at run? At this point, if Zeke turns back the clock, yeah, um, their defense obviously needs to play better, and Dak needs to protect the football. So maybe if they go with more of a conservative kind of game plan, where they're not taking so many dunslinging shots with Dak, and if Zeke can keep opening it up, then yeah. But I mean. If if you're gonna start struggling against the Jacksonville Jaguars of the world, you're not beating the Eagles anytime soon to get through to the NFC Championship game. No shot. 
Also, yeah, I, I think agree. a big issue with them too, and it's always been an issue with them too, is Jerry Jones is too involved. And I'll take that to my grave. He's got to just let the management do its work rather than him try to do everything. He's always done it. Try to make decisions. Yeah, and I. It's sorry, not guys. doesn't work. It doesn't work when you do that. Yeah, I, I mean the other thing that. Cowboys are kind of an example of why you do and don't do things. I mean, Zeke is a perfect example of why you don't put pay, excuse me, you don't pay huge money in long contracts to running backs. I mean, if you told me two years ago Zeke was going to be like a middle of the road running back, I think a lot of people would say that's crazy because he was just so dominant. He's he got old quick. Like he's running backs get old quick, and it's I think you know. I think it's easier to walk away from a star running back like Zeke or like eventually Saquon. Like Saquon is an old 24 or 25 years old. You know, even Jonathan Taylor. I mean, look at this year. Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, young running backs too. Zeke, Saquon for the later half of the year. Um, Go down the list of running backs that aren't performing. I mean – all the running backs that are performing pretty well towards the top of the leaderboard are either wicked young or kind of came out of nowhere. Like Ramondre. Ramondre is one of the best backs, I think. Performed probably one of the best in the league of late. And he kind of came out of nowhere. And he's younger. So it's like I'd much rather – if I'm an organization, I have to learn from this. Because they wanted to get keep Zeke. They wanted to give him the big contract. I would – build around your wide receivers and build around your quarterback. Cause that's the only way you're going to win. I, I think trying to build around your running back is just not going to work in this year, in this, like this stage of the NFL. No, um, that's, that's always kind of the consensus among teams is that you just let the quarterbacks go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. As much as I don't want to, I want to give plenty of time to break I'm- down this game. Raiders versus Patriots. I mean, there's a lot. You could do – we could do a two-hour uh, podcast on this game alone because there's just so much so much to say. And, I, I mean, I've been trying to think of what to say over the last, like, 24 hours. But there's really not much – like, it is what it is. Like, it, they are who we thought they – well, I guess they're not who we thought they were. We thought they were going to be good, but they just – we don't want to believe it, I think. They just – we like, I sat here and defended the Patriots last week and said, if they can win the Raiders game, I think they still have a good shot to make the playoffs. They're not going to go far, but they still have a shot to make the playoffs. They're just – from the top, from management, ownership, down to the last player on special teams, it's just a complete failure by the New England Patriots this season. It's just a total, utter failure. You could start with Bill not finding the right guys to put around him, not finding the right coaching staff. The coaching staff stinks. The players aren't performing. The players are, for a lack of a better word, are dumb. They're making dumb mistakes, whether that's they don't know or they don't trust their coaching staff, so they want to make plays on their own. It's just utter failure from the top down of this organization which is very disappointing and the biggest biggest like regret and disappointment of that whole thing is you just wasted 
year two of Mac Jones's career. And you really don't, as much as I defend Mac, you really don't know what you have from Mac because you had a wasted year. So now you got to kind of retool it next year. Bill's probably going to bring out Matty P, his loyal follower. He won't say nothing. Going to have a second. Year three is going to be just like this year. Maybe you make a splash and sign someone. But it's just an, I hope they learn from this. And I know we'll go into some of the, you know, big plays. Obviously, the last play of the game, the, you know, the blocked punt, the utter collapse on the red zone against the Raiders who have – the Raiders were 100% in giving up touchdowns in the red zone or scores in the red zone. I think it was touchdowns, actually. Giving up touchdowns in the red zone over the last, like, five or six games. They've given up 100%. They haven't stopped once, and they were able to stop the Patriots. It's a complete failure. That's my general reaction, and I know we'll get into it, but that's that's where I'm at. I mean, you had a chance to go into – Next week against Bengals, eight and eight and six, feeling good. Just probably having to win one or two, one, maybe squeak out a second win in that in that final three. But now it's like, who cares at this point? You're 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 done. Day yeah, football so general reactions. I'll start. I'll start with just the game itself before I get too deep into the team culture. Um first half was abysmal i mean very clearly you don't trust your own offense to score a touchdown there when you're calling timeout at the goal line um so that was that was kind of the first inkling that something was uh wrong with just the general vibe of this game the game plan of this game um when you get down to the goal line you're calling timeouts you obviously don't trust your quarterback or your offense to get it done um 99 of the second half was solid uh, you storm back, take the lead. Um, and then, you know, questionable, questionable call on that last Raiders touchdown to tie of the game. I thought it was out of bounds in real time. And then the replays confirmed that even more for me. I thought in real time, he was not in bounds. Um, as I was watching it live, they, the Raiders made the touchdown. I was like, that was clearly out of bounds. Like there's no shot that stands reviewed it they show the replays i'm like clearly that left foot's out of bounds ref saw it different do i agree absolutely not but regardless you know tie game head to overtime whatever um ramondre stevenson to his credit breaks off a pretty decent run gets a good gets a, makes a good amount of uh progress but i mean man as soon as as soon as you're surrounded just take the knee and go to overtime um the lateral the first lateral from stevenson and myers i was like all right, I get it. You're trying to make something happen. That's fine. But for Jacoby Myers to take that into his hands and think, I'm going to not only run backwards 15 yards, I'm going to try to throw a dot all the way back to Mac Jones on the, I don't know what it was, maybe the 35 or the 40, maybe even further back. Somehow doesn't see Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones just goes up and gets it. Mac Jones is your last defender. He's not going to stop. He's not going to stop a Chandler Jones with the momentum. Gets trucked. Chandler Jones brings it back for a touchdown. You lose the game in the most improbable fashion, I think, of all time. I had never seen anything like that before. Um, in real time, I was speechless. Uh, I wasn't frustrated. I wasn't mad. That was just, for me, par for the course. Like, that was just the Patriots giving a game away. And that just seems to be the theme of the season as it is. Just giving games away, mental mistakes, just doing too much or not doing enough. Um, 
that being said, considering how we lose this game, considering that it essentially knocks us out of playoff contention, um, kind of just stomps out any kind of hopes I had for this team to make any positive momentum going forward. Um, I'm just going to say Bill Belichick looks checked out. He completely failed this team this season by bringing Matt Patricia and Joe Judge back as the coordinators that they are. If he had brought back Matt, Matt Patricia as a defensive coordinator, would have understood. If he brought back Joe Judges as a special teams guy, would have understood it. There's no reason that Joe Judge should be the quarterback's coach, and there's no reason Matt Patricia should be the offensive coordinator. That's a complete failure on Matt, on Bill Belichick's part by giving those guys those positions. Um, I blame Matt Patricia for the offense being terrible. I blame Joe Judge for Mac Jones being completely lost out there. Um and I agree with you that you essentially punted on Mac Jones' second season, which is almost detrimental to his career. So I'll say this. You can't run this back next year. Matt Patricia cannot be the offensive coordinator next year. Joe Judge cannot be the quarterback's coach next year. If Bill Belichick does not have a plan to replace those guys, then he is as much to blame as those two. Um, you can't run this back. They need to be fired when the season is over. You need to find a new OC. You need a new quarterback's coach. You need to relight the fire under this team. And I really question if Bill Pelagic still has that fire because even after this huge debacle, it seemed like he he himself was unfazed. He was not upset. He was not mad. He just went about, he just walked across the field, gave Josh McDaniels a hug, and walked off. So I'm extremely concerned for where this franchise is headed. And if big things don't change in this offseason, this could set us back years. Well said. Well said. I mean, I, I completely agree with what you said. I mean, my my questioning is that this is where this is where you're gonna know two things. One, I want to know how many more years Bill Belichick is probably gonna coach because he's already in the seventies. He said he didn't want to coach into his seventies. Now it's like there's no timetable of when that's gonna end. Um. So I don't know. He could be done next year. I feel like he has a blank check for the amount of years he wants to coach. I mean, I think everyone assumes that it's just going to be after the he tries to break the Shula record. Um, and but I mean, as far as like the unfazed part, I feel like that's Bill. I mean, even the Cincinnati, like we're on to Cincinnati. Like I, I feel like that game before he was like totally that was a total fumble of the bag, and he was unfazed. But again, I see what you're saying. It's like. I feel like it's different circumstances we didn't have we don't have tom brady we don't have you know and pretty much an all pro defense we don't have good coordinate we don't have any coordinators and i'm really concerned about next year because i feel like gerard mayo's gone i feel like you're going to be standing here with matt patricia and joe judges your offensive geniuses which you can't do that again if they do that again then they're it's over they're accepting failure at that point nothing is going to change we're going to be in the same spot we are next year maybe even worse you're not going to win the super bowl with matt patricia as your oc a hundred percent a hundred percent i totally agree with you uh dave football i i totally agree that they cannot under any circumstances have matt patricia and joe judge in charge of the offense my fear is that that's just what's going to happen because I have a feeling Bill is just going to like, you know, like I said, the loyal followers go with the loyal followers and 
try to reward them for sticking by his side who won't say anything. But I'm not saying that that is the right call. And if he does, I think that's when we got to really start to question. If he brings back Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, I think that's when we really have to start looking at the Patriots organization and saying, Bill, thanks for everything, but see you later. He's lost We're going to have to find yeah. that point. Yeah, I think it's time that we say goodbye to Bill. If that's what's going to happen. If he comes out and says, look, we stunk on offense. I'm bringing in an offensive coordinator. My hope was that Josh was going to get fired and we bring Josh in. Great. But if we don't, there's plenty of OCs. I mean, I'd take a college OC. I'd take a high school offensive guy to call the offense over Matt Patricia. He cannot call an offense whatsoever. It's embarrassing. And that's. I'm not going to put this solely on Matt Patricia, this this game on Matt Patricia, because it's not. But he has a lot to do with the blame of this failures of this football team. Um, Amy, what is your general reaction? Uh, do you have any general reaction to the game itself and how the Patriots lie right now? It's, it's like the Patriots, I wouldn't – like you guys have pretty much been saying the same thing that everyone's thinking too. They need to – not blow it up, but they need to get a whole new coaching staff. They need to, there's so much that they have to do right now. Um, the defense and Ramondre Stevenson are carrying this team. Every win that we have so far is because of them. It's crazy. Um, but the offensive play calling is terrible. Like they I mean, they had one play the other day. It was third and 14 and they did a bootleg Mac Jones run. And I'm like, that was the last thing I was expected. And that's the last thing anyone was expecting. And they got about a yard out of it. And I'm like, and I, we do that kind of, we do that kind of play calling all the time. And it's just so frustrating watching them. I, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, <clears throat> you said Ramondre and defense are in the game. Who kept you in the game? I mean, Duggar gets the uh, pick six to get you on the board. Uh what I almost say Gaskowski. Nick Folk kicks a bunch of big field goals. And Ramondre has how many yards did he finish with? Finished with 172 yards and a touchdown. I mean, Ramondre is your best player on offense. Passing game, I mean, I'm not I'm I feel like I've been forced to be one of the biggest Mac Jones defenders this season. Mac stunk yesterday. I'm yeah, not gonna sit here and say not gonna get it done. Yeah, and a hundred what do you have? 112 yards. I'm not gonna sit here. And I'm, I'll be honest, like Mac Jones was bad. He was good. He missed that. Was it Juanu or Aguilar in the corner? Deep pass that he missed him on. It was it the, it was in the red zone. It was that corner. I know. I, it was, it was, he was wide open. He threw it about 10 feet above his head. Yeah. Threw it out of bounds. Was that Juanu or Aguilar? That was Smith. It was Smith. It was Smith. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a 32 out of 32 starting quarterbacks got to make that throw. That's a touchdown. That's six points. He had him beat. Throw it anywhere near Juanu so he can go catch the ball. No one was around him. It wasn't even a tough throw. So Mac Jones was bad. He, I mean, there's no one defending Mac Jones' play level yesterday. The only way, the only thing I will still defend Mac Jones about is all these people that are saying go Bailey Zappi over Mac Jones. I think it's just absolutely crazy that we do that. If you want to go Bailey Zappi, this is what I suggest we do. This is my honest thing. If you don't want to believe in Mac Jones, trade him away and go sign Tom Brady. Everyone will love it. You get Tom Brady for one more year. 
He can learn from Bailey yeah. Zappi, who doesn't mind sitting another year. And you can say goodbye to Mac Jones and watch him go with a Super Bowl and with another team. Because it's just ridiculous how we've just wrote this kid off after one less than a season from bringing us to the playoffs after a, after missing the playoffs with Cam Newton. And we're going to sit here and say, I don't want him to be my starting quarterback a year after he made the Pro Bowl and brought us to the playoffs. It's astounding. But if that's what we want to do, and that's the fan base we want to be, then trade him away, go sign Tom Brady. Everyone will like kiss Bill's behind with bringing him back. And we'll have a fun farewell tour with him in New England, which I wouldn't, I'm not saying I wouldn't necessarily hate because I love Tom and see him and retire a Patriot would be awesome, but we're still going to win nine games with Tom Brady. Like it's not going to change. The only thing it changes is Matt Patricia basically gets field side passes for the whole season. He's not going to call one play because Tom's going to make all the play calls. It's just ridiculous. It's annoying that people keep wanting this kid gone after all the shortcomings this team's had, but I will say Mac played bad yesterday. There's no defending him. So I'll start with the um, if you bring in Zappy, you gotta trade Mac, and if Tom Brady's part of that plan, if at any point you go, you bring back Bailey Zappy, Mac Jones is done here. Like you can't, you can't bring back, you can't put Bailey Zappy back in, and then think, oh well, Mac will maybe we'll go back to Mac. You can't at that one hundred percent. You're writing Mac Mac Jones's death warrant here in New England. Um, which so is if, wrong, but that's it what is, you have it to is. do. But I was about to say, so if that's the bed you want to make, make it. If not, then you can't bring Bailey Zappi back in here. Um, if you want to keep Bailey Zappi as the backup quarterback, by all means, maybe you can get something for him. Maybe you can get something for him down the line. I don't know. But if at any point they turn to Bailey Zappi thinking this will get the season back on track, you have lost Mac Jones. Um so let's say hypothetically they do that. All right, let's bring back Bailey Zappi. Let's see what he's got. We're just alienating Mac Jones. You then have to trade him. Um, if they want to do the reunion tour with Tom Brady, lateral move, maybe a little bit better of a move. You get him for another year, and then you're right back to square one. Bailey Zappi is now your starting quarterback. I don't know how that will go for you in a full season. Um, so I just don't see a lot of forward progress with any of those suggestions. I mean, maybe I, and that's not to say Mac Jones is the answer either. I don't know, especially after this year, cause you shot his confidence. Um, so I think the Patriots are in a very dangerous position at quarterback. Um, that being said, I, I tend to think it's more of, you need to clean house with the coaches, get an actual OC and quarterbacks coach for Mac Jones. See if you can, Give him the keys completely next year and see what you got in him. But by no means does Tom Brady come back and fix this. At, by no means does Bailey Zappi just snap his fingers and fix this. This is so, such a deeper issue than just Mac Jones can't throw the football well. No, this is top to bottom. The team is just in trouble right now. So if the Patriots want to go that route where they just – completely abandoned their first round pick after two seasons. That's great. Um, as far as the fan base goes, I think this fan base romanticized the idea of a new quarterback, not named Tom Brady far too quickly and far too heavily to the point that now, I mean, it was Cam Newton and then it was, you know, 
we tr- we draft Mac Jones, and then Brian Hoyer is getting a couple of looks, and then Bailey Zappi comes in, and now it's oh well, we got to go back to Zappi. We got to go back to Zappi. The fan base has completely lost itself. I don't know if it was because we had such a great quarterback for twenty plus years, but this fan base is completely lost, man. Like, I we we're turning into the Denver Bronco fans that were chanting Tebow back in the day, and Tebow couldn't throw a forward pass five yards. So if the fan base wants to devolve to that. Go ahead. I will not be partaking in that. I want a winning football team, and I don't think, as it's constructed, this team is going to be winning anything anytime soon. Yeah, yeah I, that's I, perfectly perfectly said. Um, <laughs> it's like I you don't know how bad I want Mac Jones to be good. I really do. I like the kid, but you know, and I don't even blame him for you know, I. I 100% blame the offensive scheme that we have going on. It's just a really bad system to have them in. Um, and then on top of that, too, it's just like there's so many things going on with like. Then I remember they changed the whole oh, the whole offseason. They changed everything. And I remember that he came in and like it was a big thing at the beginning of the season saying he doesn't get the plays and stuff like that because they changed everything around him, the whole offensive scheme. He wasn't bad last year. He really wasn't. He was like, you know, an was average good. rookie. He was, a, he was a pretty good rookie quarterback. Yeah. And, you know, he had a lot of upside. And all of a sudden this year he took one giant step back. And, again, I don't blame him. I mean, is he a great quarterback right now? No. But is he like – I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think if you put a lot of quarterbacks in, the pit, in, the, in his position right now, they're going to struggle. And I just I I think it comes down to like we said earlier, whereas we need to just get rid of Patricia. We need to get a new offensive coach who can sit there and work with him and build around him. We should take the whole team if if we need to go all in on him right now or nothing because we're gonna go into year three with him. We need to either build around him or we need to just say, that's it. We're gonna start over again. Do we really want to start over again? No. And people like Bailey Zappi because it's just it's different and you know. It's Our fan fun, base. It's a fun thing to do, which is exactly yeah. the Patriot the the Patriots fans. It's like I know so many, you know, Patriots fans who are like that. It's like they expect us to be good all the time. Whereas you know, Cam Newton came in. You know, we had a mediocre team that year. They thought we. They, I, you would have thought it was like the end of the world. Mac Jones comes in. He has an all right rookie season. People think he's the next Tom Brady. You know, listen, this year he's not playing good. People want to hang him by his feet and beat him like a pinata. And it's like, now Zap comes in, has a few good games, few good downs, and everyone thinks he's, you know, second coming. And that's why until Bailey Zap comes in, has a couple bad games, everyone's going to be like, all right, we just, it's going to be the next guy up. Right. Right. And I don't understand. I mean, like Andy said it best last week, welcome to the rest of the NFL. The NFL is it's a norm. We're a normal. We're no longer this upper echelon team. We're a normal NFL franchise now. We need an offensive, an actual offensive coordinator. That's what we need. And I would like to see this offense perform with an actual offensive coordinator and maybe bring in a couple weapons to help out. But until that happens, it's a total loss. It's a lost cause. No, there's no, really there's lost. no point. The season's over. Like I'm ready to say, like we're wasting time the last three weeks. We're going to hand the Bills, the Bengals, and the Dolphins, probably all three. We may sneak one in Miami. Um, you may sneak one in Buffalo if Buffalo's locked up and they're going to sit everyone um, the last week of the season. But it's over. 
it's over, baby. The, the fat lady has sung. The year is in that, and her name is Matt Patricia. The, the, the season's done. So I, I, I just am so frustrated because it's just such a waste of a year, and it's a big waste of Mac Jones' second year in the NFL. But, hey, we'll have to see what happens. Hopefully, you know, we'll talk about more and more as we get closer to the offseason and then in the offseason itself. But I don't know how much we'll see it on this podcast, but I hope we can they figure out the OC and you know quarterback coach and the coordinator position in this offseason because that's the number one problem with this team. Danny Football, Andy brought up last week that he thinks there's a big red zone curse. How so? Since the beginning of this podcast, we have lost Mookie Betts, Tom Brady, Xander Bogarts, uh, haven't won a Super Bowl, haven't won a um, don't think we've won a World Series. I don't think we've won a title since we started the podcast. Came close last, last year was the closest we came to getting a championship. Uh, but he thinks, what? Go, Go Celtics. Celtic. Uh, but he's saying, he said, you know, it would be interesting to see. Maybe there's a big red zone curse. Damn, we got to shut it down. I also said last week I need Ramondre and Kyler Murray to do nothing tonight. And Kyler tore his ACL on the first play, and Ramondre twists his ankle in the second play. So he said the big red zone curse is real. I'll take it. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's move on uh, to our next segment, Picks of the Week. So for picks of the week, we pick one game from the NFL week, uh, from the upcoming week, and we try to see. Uh, we we're we're doing pretty well this season dating football. Um, I'm riding an absolute heater. By the way, Lions won again. I picked the Lions last week. Lions. I said this last week. Last week, they're gonna win the. Uh, they're gonna make it to the playoffs. Oh, okay. They're winning a wild card. They're not winning it. I don't think they're winning the AFC championship, but uh, they're gonna they're gonna make it to the make it to the playoffs. I said it preseason. They made me doubt my pick in the middle of the season, but I, um, they have a good schedule down the stretch. I think they're definitely gonna be a uh, fun one to watch. I'm rooting for Dan Campbell and the Lions. Um, I almost picked them again for this pick of the week, but I'm gonna go with old reliable Tom Brady. Bucks over Cards. Bucks are kind of floundering right now. I mean, they gotta start. I mean, I think they're going to make the playoffs, but I they got to start winning games. Cardinals are kind of struggling, but the Bucks are struggling as well. Uh, that Cardinals defense kind of – they had a couple big, couple big interceptions, and they did some good plays, but they gave up a lot of plays as well. Um, so it'll be in a two-team struggling. Give me Tom Brady in prime time any day of the week and twice on Sunday, especially Chris uh, – no, I think this may be – is it Sunday or Saturday? Is it Sunday or – maybe Christmas – it may be Christmas. Yeah, twice on Sunday. Definitely Christmas. So, uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks over the cards. Nice. I'm going to go uh, Bengals over Pats. I'm just going to kick the Pats while they're down. Um, <laughs> especially after Joe Burrow completely dismantled the Bucks in the second half last week. I There's no reason for me to think he won't just completely obliterate us. Jamar Chase what? may go for 200 yards. <laughs> I like it. Uh, do you want to pick a second game? Because you're two behind. Um, I'm, I, I have an extra game on. Like, I picked an extra game. I'll I'll, I'll give you a second. We'll go to AMA so you can think of a second game. 
Amy, what's your pick of the week? I think the best game of the week is going to be the Eagles-Cowboys game. I think it's going to be a shootout. That might be one of the highest scoring games of the year, to be honest, um, depending on if Jalen Hurts plays or not. Um, but I'm going to go Eagles over Cowboys. I like it. I like it. I'm going to I'm gonna ride your heater. I'll go Lions over Panthers. I love it. I love Great it. Pick. I love it. Join the train. Sam Darnold just kicking, trying to kick the cam one more time. Dan Campbell's got these boys believing. I love it. I love it. Go Lions. I don't know what their slogan is, but go Lions. Uh, oh, man, I realized I didn't do a waiver pick, so I'm going to go to Danny Football first. I'm going to go with Juwan Johnson, tight end for New Orleans, 15.6% owned. Um, outside of an injury, uh, an injury game, averages about double digits every week. Uh, I know we're in playoffs now, so kind of just looking for depth. Even if you just want to pick them up so no one else can, might as well. So, kill or be killed. Kill or be killed. Uh, I got one, but I'll let, I'll, you know, let's go with the guest, AMA. Oh, boy. Um, this is tough, but I'm going to go with, uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name on, uh, the Rams, Ben Scownerick. <laughs> oh, tell me he's not doing anything right now. Uh, currently, he's not. Oh, thank but God. I think he's he's gonna fit it. He's gonna fill in that Cooper Cup role. You guys have probably said it in the last couple of weeks, but um, he's just a great little slot receiver, and I think he's just gonna have to. He's gonna get a, a lot more targets for, throughout the playoffs. I like it. I like it. Um, I got one for you. Type it and then I'm going with KJ Osborne in that Vikings uh Vikings offense. He had uh ten, like I said, ten catches, 157 yards and a touchdown last week, double digits and points the last few weeks, a lot to go with the touchdown in each of the past two weeks. Uh he's gonna play against the Giants, the Packers, and the uh, the Bears. So not too much defensive uh prowess going on in those three games. Also, not if your team's really struggling, uh, maybe worth a last round keeper if you don't have any keeper depth, which I don't think you, I don't, I don't know how you would want he would be better than any of your keepers, but, um, yeah, I mean he, if you're battling injuries and you need someone to be a flex play for your big week in the playoffs, I mean KJ Osborne may be not a bad guy or like the veteran savvy fantasy football player. Uh, fantasy football player Danny Football said, "Keep him from someone else getting him. Kill or be killed." Uh, before we get to our Christmas um, Christmas little segment, World Cup Danny Football. Jeez, I've had to carry the load of this World Cup Danny. I've been making it up for the listeners the last oh four, three weeks. I have no idea what I'm talking about. You're my soccer liaison. You explain everything to me. But World Cup finished. I heard, from what I hear, it was one of the best finals in a long time. Crazy finish. Tell me about it. Give me, give me a rundown of the uh, no, finals. You, uh, you nailed it. All-time World Cup final. We had Argentina and um, France in the final. Argentina jumps out to a 2 nothing lead, heading into the 80th minute, so 10 minutes left. Um, Mbappe for France gets a penalty, scores 2-1. Less than two minutes left, he comes back down the field, scores a beautiful volley goal to tie it 2-2. We go into overtime. 
Uh, no one who else, Lionel Messi, scores to put up, put up Argentina 3-2. to two, And then France comes right back, gets a penalty kick late, ties it 3-3. Three, three. Um, unbeknownst to Big Red, I believe that in major soccer tournaments, if they are still tied after extra time, they just go to penalty kicks. There is no more, there's no double overtime or triple overtime. They don't just keep playing. Absolutely um, wild to me. So, Absolutely well, wild. I think one thing people don't, consider is that these guys are running the length of a football field every time the ball moves so mm-hmm. at a certain point these guys are physically exhausted and the substitution there also is a limit on substitutions so it's not like you're running out different lines of guys and you're changing yeah. in and out so at a certain point your substitution so your, your substitutions are all used and your guys are just burnt so at a certain point they're like all right clearly we need to end this when so, I say that, I mean I love it. No, no, I no. I, I love the right. idea. I, there I are, no, I, I know where you're coming from, but there are a lot of people who are like, how is this possible? How do you let this go to penalty kicks? I'm like, because they don't want to watch guys try to score a soccer goal two hours in, and they're completely <laughs> gassed. Like, they can't run. So we go to penalty kicks. Unfortunately for France, they miss a couple, and Argentina seals it. First uh, World Cup for Argentina since 1986. Lionel Messi gets his first World Cup. Um Oh, I see a lot of people saying this a lot. This solidifies Messi as the goat. It's very hard to argue with that. He has more Ballon d'Ors than anyone in soccer, and that's essentially the international MVP. That's not a league MVP. That is like you are the best soccer player in the world. Um, he has Champion League titles, La Liga titles. Now he has his World Cup. So it's hard to argue with that Messi is not the goat. Um, but. From an entertainment standpoint, this was perfect for soccer. A lot of people were watching this. I saw a lot of people on Twitter who don't usually watch soccer getting very invested in this game. Um, Next one is 2026. U.S. is hosting. And I think I've said it before. The U.S. needs a good showing in that World Cup to really show that we can play with these teams and really grow the sport here. So, all in all, an amazing World Cup. Love it. Love it. So, we're going to move on. So in order, in honor of Christmas, last year we did the all-time draft of Christmas movies, which was a success. We thought about bringing that one back this year, but we wanted to spice it up a little bit. So we're going to do the all-time draft of Christmas songs uh, or holiday songs. You know, if you have a nice Hanukkah song, feel free to shout that one out. Uh, we're going to do our top five, snake draft order. We'll do the random number generator to pick the order. Remember, uh, much like uh, our other drafts, you must be specific. So, like, if I want to pick, you know, trying to think of... uh, If you pick Jingle Bells, you need to specify the artist. There are a million people who sing Jingle Bells. Correct, correct. Uh, Here comes Santa Claus. You have to specify the artist, the original. You want to say Elvis. You want to get... You got to give our... Give give the specific title, specific artist to the song. So we'll go one to a hundred in honor of the guest. We'll have you pick first or should we have him pick last? I always forget. It's kind of better to pick I think, last. I think you have the advantage if you pick last. Yeah. All right. Uh, I picked first the last time. So Danny football picks first this time. I'll go in the middle. AMA picks last. 44. 44 to Danny football. I will go with, um, 12, Tom Brady. Go with 12, Tom Brady. Amy? 33, Larry Bird. Nice. 33, great number. So 12, 33, and 44. 
One. I kid you not. It's one. I wish I, I could had, share my screen. I had every feeling in the world it was going to be one. Really? You should have went one, Danny Football. No, like after we all confirmed the numbers, I'm like, it's going to be like one or something. So it's going to be me with the first pick. Amy will have I'll the second. I'll take the back-to-backs. And uh, Danny Football gets that back-to-back, the crucial back-to-back pick. Love that spot. All right. So I will start it off. I feel like this song in Christmas, it's not my favorite Christmas song, but I, I, I have to acknowledge, you know, the game and understand it. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Has is You. Has to go one. Has to go one. It's, it's the LeBron James of the draft. Yeah, that's pretty much the uh, – that's the 101 right there. Um, has to. Has to go one. A veteran, you know, can come in day one and lead my team to uh, victory. It's it's got to it's gotta be it. Uh, that's such that, – that's just that, – that, that's the easiest pick of the draft right there. But uh, that, It's the LeBron James. It's the LeBron James of the draft. Well, I'm going to have to go with my pick uh, – Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the first, the original one. I don't know anybody. I don't know if anybody's gonna know who sung the first one, but I'm gonna go with that one. Rudolph from, from the movie. From the from the, the movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got you. The old claymation one. Yeah, that's a yep. classic, classic pick. Classic pick. All right, we're in the back-to-back spot here. Yep. We're gonna go with Blue Christmas by Elvis. Oh, uh, that that's what I'll be honest. That was the one I was debating going 101. That was that was my one I was debating with. That's a great, great pick. Have to have to secure the king there. Yep. And then second pick back to back. We're gonna go with uh We're gonna go with Holly Jolly Christmas, the OG. I like it. I like it. Hmm. I think I'm going to go Last Christmas by Wham. Nice. Oh, that's such a good one. That's such a good song. Great song. Wham. Wham is just so good, too. You got to love Wham. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. I just got, I was, you know, I was getting into a driver's seat, my man, back to backs. All right. Uh, Back to back picks. Uh, I'm going to go old school and a little new school here. All right. My first pick in the second round, I'm going – our last pick in the second round, I'm going White Christmas by Bing Crosby. Nice. The original White Christmas. I mean, that's one of the all-time great songs, the Christmas songs of all time. And now with a new school but still legend in the game for Christmas music, I'm going with It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas, Michael Buble. Nice. That, <laughs> I was going to pick the Michael Buble song. That's that's a great pick right there too. Michael Bublé, you can't 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 hurt him. I can't can't hate the pick. Michael Bublé is such a great uh, great Christmas artist. So it's funny. The last, hopefully the last three picks that I hope to get, I actually do listen to a lot. But I'm gonna go with uh, Bobby Helms' Jingle Bell Rock. Nice. All right. All right. That was one of my favorites. Always. I like it. I like it. All right. I'm going to go old school back to back here. I'm going to go Jingle Bells with Frank Sinatra. I uh, love Frank. Jingle Bell. 
Sinatra. And then we're going to go Let It Snow, Let It Snow by Dean Martin. I like it. What was the last one you picked? Let It Snow by Dean Martin. That's another good one. Um, All those old artists, like the Dean Martins and uh, Bing Crosby's Frank Sinatra, they had such great Christmas music. Great Christmas music. They actually used instruments. Yeah, that's right. So with my pick, my fourth pick, I'm going to go with the Hanukkah song by Adam oh. Sandler. I was going there next. <laughs> I knew you were, so I couldn't. I was, I'm like, I, was I have going, to pick it. <laughs> I was going there next. Oh, my God. This is tough because I got so many Christmas songs I like. Uh, this one, I'm going to go with a favorite of mine. I do, like you said, I do listen to this song. I'm going with Santa Claus is Coming to Town, the Bruce Springsteen edition. Nice. Great one. Classic, classic. Uh, I love that song. Um, this last one on Between Two is a tough one. It's a tough. Uh... Actually, I just saw a third one. Did this one get picked? I feel like I got to pick this one. I'll go with another classic. Can't can't hurt a classic. Andy Williams. It's the most. Uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Nice. Can't go wrong with that one. Can't go wrong with it. Can't go wrong with it. I'll tell you the one I was battling between after. So, right. this song. I love this song. I always love this song. And it's a funny story that, you know, growing up at the golf course that I was at, back home, there was an old guy there, and he always used to call me you know, the name of the song because he just kept forgetting my name. So we just started calling me this. My nickname there was Dominic. Yeah. Dominic the Donkey. They always called me that, but that is one of my favorite songs growing up. My mom used to always listen to it by Lou Monte. Monte, sorry. Uh, But yeah, that's when my last pick is Dominic the Donkey. I like my pick. I was sitting on that. Hee-haw, (laughs) hee-haw. It's a classic song. I, that was on my. That was one of the ones I was battling with. I, when I had three, that was that was between that one, the one I went, and then I'll see if this one gets picked. I don't want to. I don't want to influence Danny Football selection. I'm gonna go with uh, my backup pick here. I'm gonna go with your mean one, Mr. Grinch. Oh, classic. that's a great one. Didn't that's such a snipe. That one. That's a snipe. If it that's wasn't Dominic, a, it was gonna be him. That's such a good pick. I didn't even think of that one. That was that's a such- snipe. That's an Isaiah Thomas pick right there. That's a, that's a, <laughs> all that's time. a snipe. All time. That'll I, do it. That will do it. Great list there. That's a that's a great great list. Um, all all championship worthy uh, championship worthy uh, list there. Uh, I was gonna go with John Lennon. That was my one. I was gonna the War Is Over uh... song. Always, always a fa- Beatles fan. I like uh, Paul McCartney's Christmas song, but I like uh, The War Is Over. It's just such a classic song. You can listen to that all year long. But uh, great three lists. Uh, great to get in the Christmas spirit. Um, we do have a holiday uh, wishes video coming out on our Instagram and Twitter. I thought it was going to be ready tonight, but to play it for you guys. But um, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, didn't put it together yet. So um, still collecting, but. All you can find of that on our Instagram and Twitter and TikTok pages at Big Red Zone. Um, without further ado, let's get to our final segment of the night. 
the people's topic. It's the people's topic, baby. People's topic. For people's topic, write an Instagram and Twitter page, like I said, at Big Red Zone. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you want us to talk about this week. We'll start with Matt. One T writes, "Why was the Raiders touchdown rule a touchdown?" I wish I could tell you. I don't know what angle they had, but from what I was looking at and what I saw in real time, that was out of bounds. Even the announcer said, like, oh, if we go here, this looks out of bounds. But let's look at this angle. Uh, yeah, but if you look at this one, it does look out of bounds. Uh, but I think it's in. Like, they all wanted to see it in. I, I don't know what they were looking at. I don't know what they believed in. I, I don't know. But I, I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell I don't you. Know, I don't know what was worse, that call this week or the Terry McLaurin penalty flag call. Did you guys see that one? Yeah, I saw that. Uh, Brutal. The, the ref audibly told him he was good and then threw the flag. He couldn't wait to throw that flag. That was – I could not believe how bad the officiating has gotten. And, honestly, both the NFL and the NBA is just terrible. The NBA ref show was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, did you guys see the John Morant ejection? Yeah. Do you know, he FaceTimed somebody after the game and had him walk out and tell the fan it wasn't their fault. He FaceTimed his dad. His dad, yeah, exactly. So, Danny Football, in the game, there's like a foul, and but John Morant was just like talking to a fan on the court side, like joking around, not negative, like joking around with a fan on the court side. And a ref gave him a tech and threw him out of the game. It was a second technical foul, so he got ejected Is from it the a game. Tech to talk to the fans. He must have like been joking around about the like the call or something with the oh, fan. Like, oh, that's crazy, right? And they gave him a. Te- it was the softest technical foul. I don't know what he said because that that's what I can logically understand. Like, but he wasn't even looking at the ref. The ref was like over here, and he was looking at a fan. Like, that sounds about right. Beyond him, and they threw him out of the game. And the the fan was like like trying to stop it, like saying it's not his fault. Like I'm talking to him. He's fine. Like we're good. We're good. And uh, John Morant was like, made sure, like he said, walking out the court, he gave him the fan a thumbs up. And then he FaceTimed his dad to like talk to the fan and be like, dude, you're all set. That was a lady. He was like, lady, you're all set. Don't worry about it. Like, it's all good. Because she felt bad that he got ejected because she was talking to like they were talking to each other. Just the softest, like it's just so soft. I, I the ref yeah, shows are getting bad. very bad. Um, this one comes from Eric. Who do I start if Jalen Hurts is hurt? Is out. Um, I don't know, buddy. Probably Better not Jalen Hurts. Yeah, <laughs> I'd look at who's your backup quarterback. If you're smart, you stash someone. Uh, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. You could I'd also... say Purdy. Purdy's an interesting one. He Good puts up – he's not bad. Um, as Maybe much as pe- playing the Texans. I don't know. As much as people want to hate on him, I wouldn't – this may sound like crazy. I just say because I know he'll be available. Derek Carr may not be a bad person to sling in your starting rotation. If in like dire situations, he had three touchdowns uh, and 231 yards last week against the Patriots. 
as much as he's bad, minus like the the Rams game, he's kind of a twenty lock for points. Like he's been putting up twenty points a week, and he's playing Pittsburgh next week. The defense isn't that isn't that spectacular. Um, the only other guy I was thinking was Daniel Jones. Like this is like looking off waiver wire people. Uh, Daniel Jones is playing Minnesota, so he'll probably get some points next week. So, um, but if you're in the playoffs, man. Uh, Good luck. Good luck with him out. This one comes with Vicky. Pats keep breaking my heart. Yeah, join the club. And they will continue to. Yeah, it's not going to get any more better. Ed. This comes from he, he, Ed. He says he was OB. Oh, out of bounds? He was. Yeah. yeah he, he was. was, in fact. That is a fact. He definitely was out of bounds. Um, completely agree. So it comes from Peyton. Certainly wasn't inbounds. You can see the toe. The toe was out of bounds. Uh, this one comes from Paige. What's more embarrassing? The Pats last night or the butt fumble? Oh, the butt fumble. The, well, I mean, at least the butt fumble didn't cost them the game. They're already getting their asses kicked. This, this, You literally threw a game away on this. This may um, be... This may I be think... Contra- mean, Sorry, go ahead. That kind of painted... Mark Sanchez's career for the rest of his life, so maybe I guess you, yeah, I guess that it went more viral, and maybe this will go. Yeah, this that was the route I was gonna say. Myers. I could, I feel like, I feel like in a couple weeks we're gonna forget this, but we're never gonna forget the butt fumble. I don't know. It's right up there for me. This is maybe a controversial uh, take, but I think it's just as bad. Like it's, it's like. I think stakes stakes wise, it's this. If you're talking like legacy, it's the butt fumble. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's close for me. I mean, that game might have sealed the fate of many Patriots coaches and players. That that one play, because if yeah, if you think about it, they win. They're now we're not talking about them out of the playoffs and done. They're we're talking about them being a potential playoff team, and. You know, you can make the argument Matt Patricia was the offensive coordinator for a playoff team. Like, was it really that bad? Even though the answer is yes. Now it's like, dude, this is bad. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'm with you. I mean, the butt fumble is like kind of sank his career, Matt. Um, Mark Sanchez's career. So I guess you could say that. It's our last one. Nice. Comes from Joseph underscore Celia. There it is. He writes. It's not even a question. It's just a statement. I'll take a statement. He wrote, thanks for everything, Bill, but it's time to retire. Pats need to start from scratch. I, I don't argue with that if he decides to run this shit back. If if Bill comes out and says, I'm riding with Matt Patricia, I'm riding with Joe Judge, I'm like, right, you have completely lost it, my man. I'm out. 100%. Like, that's what I said. I, I'm 100% with you. If he's willing to just run it back with uh, with this guy, this, this like Tweedledee and Tweedledum in charge of the offense, it's like time time to pack it up, buddy. If you want to break the uh, the Shula record, maybe New England's not the place to do it. No, no. Um, thank you for writing in, everyone. Remember, you can write in our Instagram and Twitter page at Big Red Zone. Give us a follow. Um, and make sure you give us a comment and let us know what you want to talk about. Remember, real quick, I got to plug it one more time uh, before before I'll plug it next week too. 
Remember, uh, the Big Red Zone is sponsoring the was one of the sponsors of the Monument Beach Polar Club. Uh, polar Plunge, the 26th anniversary Polar Plunge. Um, if you are interested, you can find the information at mbpcpolarplunge.org, uh, or you can reach out to us and we'll point you in the right direction. Remember, it's January 1st at 12 noon sharp. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, um, Big Red. Merry Christmas. Um, remember Merry to give Christmas. us a... Oh, Amy, I miss you so much. Um, <laughs> remember, you can write it. Um, you can follow us, uh, subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Make sure you hit the like button and the notification bell so you know when our episodes come out. Um, you can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And remember, please, please, please tell a friend. Um, again, a special thanks to Amy for coming on. We miss, as I said, I, I said it jokingly, but I'm serious. I miss you. Come back soon. Um, I hope you have a very um, warm Christmas. Thank you. I appreciate it. I definitely. I hope you guys have a warm Christmas as well. Um, we will not. We will not. Yeah, <laughs> you will not. <laughs> I don't know. It's been uh, kind of cold here. It was. Um, it was like 68 degrees the other morning yeah, when I woke up. It'll be 23 degrees on Sunday. Uh, it was hey, 92 mate. today. Hey, mate, shut sh- 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 your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, mate, real quick. I meant to ask you. Sorry, I meant to ask you real quick. Close it. Two, two seconds. Uh, closing thoughts. I won't give you two seconds. You're the guest. I'll give you as long as you want. But the last season of the Big Red Zone, how's it feel? Sad? Uh, the, sad? happy i'll be a little upset if you say happy but sad um, reaction to the final season definitely sad because like i still remember the first uh i don't know if it was the first episode or the second episode i remember i was working construction in boston when i listened to it i think i've listened to it two or three times but it was when we were it was like that a b episode where we talked about it you guys were talking about antonio brown i think i've listened to it a few times but you know you guys have come full circle with antonio brown's career from uh after the Steelers, pretty much. So that could be part of the curse, too. You guys cursed Antonio Brown. We did. But, hey, man, uh, Andy said, you know, you have the Madden curse, you have the uh, and you have the Big Red Zone curse. It's like, yeah. there's, a ton of, there's a ton of curse. I, I don't know. We'll have to see. It remains to be seen. You also um, just got cursed because Aaron Jones just got a touchdown. Oh, no, no, no. All right, I gotta go watch. I gotta go watch Monday Night Football. Um, my thanks as always, AMA. Thank you for joining. Uh, hopefully, we can try to get you on before the end of the season. Uh, I'll, I'll be always, on after the. Uh, I'll be on after the fantasy football. That's season. That's true. The that. winner of the fantasy football league does there get to go. come on as a guest, so maybe we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Um, and as always, Daddy Football, my my brother, my brother from another mother. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Uh, thank you for joining, and have a great week, everyone.